And a stellar Monday evening indeed in Toronto as we get into the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Monday nights, Wednesday night, the weekend shows on Saturday, Sunday, as well Employment Hour at 30. That happens on Global TV and CTV as well. The uh, the TV version of this show basically is what that is. Got Dave Vaughn uh, covering the show tonight. The phone calls, as always, lines open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And one triple eight two two five talk That number is toll three. You have questions about your severance, uh, your job, your boss, workplace harassment. Maybe you've been let go. You think you're going to let go. You had changes in your workplace you're not good with. Bring them on. Call us tonight. Dave here to answer all your questions. We'll give you details on that. The severance pay calculator as well. That is the easiest place to stop if you want to find out exactly what your severance should be. The real amount, the true amount. It's simple. It's free. And we'll cover that a little later on on the show as well. Here till around 10 to 8. So time to get the show underway. Dave, welcome back, son. And Thanks we always start me, with the uh always start with the week that was, brother. What has been happening? Yeah, I had a uh, case uh, recently uh, resolve, and uh, it's actually a pretty common issue uh, that happens around this time, or, or one that you'd think that happens more often than it should. So my client was laid off in November, and he's in the construction industry. And every year uh, over the winter, he was laid off the last nine years for the same employer, okay? Yep. He calls, the, and he would usually return in, in April or, or late March. Gotcha. He calls them in March and just says, you know, when am I coming back? Do you have any ideas when things will be, you know, uh, getting going again? And um, and they say, no, you know what? We're not recalling you this year. Um, you know, we're terminating your employment. The layoff's, you know, permanent. Uh, and he asked about severance pay, and the HR manager said, no, you're not entitled to severance pay um, because the uh, you're a construction employee and there's no, uh, they don't get right. uh, severance and termination pay under the Employment Standards Act. And he looked it up um, on, on the internet, and uh, it seemed to confirm that, that. Yeah, he's a construction employee, so he's not entitled to severance pay. This is absolutely incorrect. Uh, construction workers are still entitled to termination and severance pay under the common law. While the Employment Standards Act provisions don't apply, so there's no minimum entitlements right. um, to those uh, to, to termination pay, they still are entitled to severance pay under the common law. And... Um, so this individual is absolutely entitled to that. He'd been off work since November um, and hadn't really been given a heads up to start looking for work um, when the, the season was going to start, right? So he, he assumes he's going back to his job uh, in April. And then right before that, that when he could have been looking for work, he, he's told he's not going back to work. And so it's a very unfortunate situation, and um, you know we were able to resolve the matter, um, and you know we provided the case law and uh, you know the legal principles on point, just to show that no, this this employee is entitled to severance pay. He needs to be treated. He's a nine-year um, guy. He's been there for nine years, so you know that's quite quite some time. And um, we were able to get him a severance package. So um, I think the lesson here is, um, you know, you can look up, you know, you can search for severance pay, Employment Standards Act. Uh, on Google, but um, you know you, you should get you should talk to a lawyer because what can appear um, you know to be the the law or the truth is not necessarily so, and it's easy. A lot of people get confused about this this whole uh, construction uh, employee severance pay issue. Well, is that really where the misconception lies? We talk about misconceptions on the on the uh, show all the time, every week, and I think the one you mentioned you slipped in there. There is no ESA minimums for construction, but we're not talking about that. We're always talking about your full entitlements, your common law entitlements, right? Is that where people screw up? Even even people who own or run construction companies, they think, oh, I don't have to. There's no ESA minimums for these guys, so they don't they're not owning anything. Yeah, that's right, and uh, that's where the you know the issue comes and. Uh, 
the the, the misconception arises, and right. um, you know you still have your common law termination entitlements if you're a construction employee. And a lot of people don't know that. I've spoken to construction workers who've been employed for you know 20, 30 years, and obviously they don't know. They've never dealt with a situation, right? They've right. they've had one employer. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they assume that their, their bosses assume that their coworkers assume that everyone just assumes that. And, um, you know, in most cases it's, no one's trying to, you know, the company's not trying to, uh, you know, cheat them out of anything, uh, or, you know, it's, it's usually not intentional. They, yep. they honestly think they don't owe them any, um, termination pay, um, because of the Employment Standards Act, but that, uh, that's not true. 416 870 6400 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That number is toll-free. You want to call in, ask Dave a question about your job, your employment, anything under that rather large umbrella we cover here week in, week out on the show. For the last half decade, ready for your calls to go to around 10 days. What else you got going on for the week that was, pal? Oh, one more thing I wanted to talk yep. about, uh, that situation that uh, I found interesting was okay. uh, temporary layoffs. Right. So in November, he, he was temporarily laid off. And... Um, he, that had always happened to him at the end of the the season. So he couldn't argue that a temp, the temporary layoff was a termination and he was owed severance pay because he had accepted that as an implied term of his employment. For like nine years, right? Right. Nine years. Every, you know, at the end of every season, he's laid off. Yep. And so importantly, he couldn't have said, you know, that's a termination at the, at, you know, at the time, at November. Right. Um, but once he, you know, tries to come back to work, and is told, no, we don't have a job for you. That's the termination. Uh, so the company can't hide behind, oh, well, we've always laid you off because that's not the issue here. And uh, I've gotten into situations where that kind of get that concept gets confused. Um, right. But it is, it does, you know, uh, demonstrate situations where layoffs are permitted in certain circumstances. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. I'd get a hold of Dave or Leo or someone else on the team. And, uh, you know, give us a call tonight if you want to talk and uh, get your points on the air. Ask a question. That would be uh, just as fantastic. one 821 5900 is the number to get a hold of uh, Leo or Dave when the show is not on, right? Yeah. I'm going to talk about some common questions, the thing that, that uh, come across your desk all the uh, all the time, and I'll let you uh, expand on them as we uh, we go through. And this is stuff you hear from people when they come see you. They call in, they email, they write your letters. Says, uh, for instance, I, don't, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer terminate my employment? I just got fired. Yeah, I would say this is the most common misconception that uh, I see on a daily basis. Um, you know, people get let go and they're they're shocked, they're they're upset because they didn't do anything wrong. They were, they were doing a great job. Uh, they'd never been warned um, about that their terminate. You know, their employment was going to terminate. Maybe they just got a, yeah. a raise or a bonus or some type of an award. Um, and unfortunately, an employer can terminate your employment for any reason they want unless it violates the Human Rights Code, and we can get into, into that uh, yep. shortly. But um, pretty well, for every any reason they want, they can terminate the employment relationship. They just have to provide a, an appropriate severance package. Mm-hmm. So the reasons for termination or, you know, if the employer says, you know, we're, you know we, don't have, we don't really have work for you anymore or um, we're eliminating the role, it doesn't really matter. They can go, you know, it can be, they can go and replace you. They can go and uh, post your job. Um, they can have you know too much work and tell you that um, it's because you know there's not enough work. The reasons for termination do not matter. All that matters is whether you get an appropriate severance package. Now, this if an employer is going to allege cause for termination, yeah, that is when the reasons matter. So um, and, and cause is is reserved for you know the most serious type of misconduct. So that's when the the reasons for termination matter. But if it's a without cause termination. 
the employer is providing you with a severance package, the reasons for termination are irrelevant unless it's because of your you know, gender or, uh, or, or race or uh, another uh, ground protected by the human rights uh, legislation. Well, I mean, you often said, and you've said countless times on this show, it's when people call you and you begin to deal with them, you've got to get them over the emotional hump of being let go and being, for all intents and purposes, offended and upset by the fact that they're let go for no good reason as far as they're concerned. Move on from that. Look forward to what really counts, the part that you can help them with, and that is getting the proper amount of severance, right? Yeah, that's right. And it is a, a very tough situation, sure. to obviously, to go through to get let go. Um, you know, it's a, especially tough for people who have been, you know, with an employer for a long time, um, who have, maybe they have young families, they have a lot of financial responsibilities, and you count on that job. And uh, to just be let go, to, you know, to be terminated, and, uh, you know, without any reason, or without, a, you know, a reason that you feel is valid, is, it, it's tough to go through. And it's unfortunate, but just like you can quit and go to another job um, whenever you want, for whatever reason you want, the employer can let you go. Um, and the reason doesn't really matter, but you need to make sure what matters is the severance package. You know, you, you mentioned long service. You may have been there for years, and that kind of dovetails nicely into the next point. That is a question that always comes up. Okay, Dave, how much severance do I get? Yeah, and that's a, uh, you know, the f- you know, we talk about the, the factors uh, on this show a lot, and uh, the severance calculator, yep. uh, you know, emphasizes the, the three main ones, and that's age, years of service, and position. So the older you are, uh, the longer you've been there and the more senior or specialized your role, uh, the more you get. And really what that is supposed to predict, those factors, is how long should it take you to find a comparable job. Sure. And people who are older, people who have more senior and high-paying jobs, and people who have been in that position or at that employer longer are going to get a bigger severance package, a greater severance mm-hmm. package, because it's going to take, likely going to take them longer to find a new job. Well, it just makes sense. A CEO of a you know top end of a tech company versus a guy who's flipping burgers who's been there for three months. CEO's been there for thirty years. It's going to be a much tough, uh, tougher road to hoe for the uh, for the for the executive, right? That's why they get the more severance. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, one of the things um, you know I, I deal with a lot is when I have people who have you know been employed for twenty five, thirty years. You know, you talk to them and you think about it; they haven't looked for work in three of decades, right? <laughs> We're talking. You know the late 80s since they've looked for work this is before the internet was used before linkedin before indeed um but you know you'd have uh it's just it's a completely different landscape and even putting the technology you know the technology aside those differences they just haven't had to do that in you know basically ever since they started since they started their career so for them to you know find a new job and get back at it it's gonna be very difficult they're, gonna st- they're starting from scratch um they have to prepare a resume um, they have to learn the process, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be difficult uh, if you've been at one place uh, for a long time. Yeah, I've got my resume in a microfiche. Is that going to be? Uh, is that going to be good enough moving forward? I'll no, honest, not at all. I don't even know what that is. Jeez, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, am I aging myself big time in the show already? Right? You might. That have. is not good. Uh, you mentioned the severance pay calculator. Yeah, just before we break, we'll mention that one. Uh, basically, your your uh, your age, your position, and length of employment is all you need online to use this thing, right? Yeah, you you type those in, and it'll uh, it'll tell you an estimate in terms of the severance pay. But it's important to call us because there may be a, a lot of different factors that come into. Severance that it right. can increase um, the severance you're owed, um, whether it's um, 
you know, a unique situation to your industry, if your industry is struggling overall, um, if you have a non-competition agreement that your employer is attempting to, right. to enforce that doesn't even let you, you know, contact um, potential employers for, you know, let's say a year, um, you know, if you have medical issues or if you're just on maternity leave, these factors can all increase um, the severance package you're owed. So, you know, use the, use the app, use the um, calculator, and then give us a call and we can go through uh, your specific uh, situation in detail. Again, severancepaycalculator.com, easy to use, takes but a few seconds. There's also a contact button at the bottom if you want to contact Dave or Lee or a member of the team at the firm anytime. If not, you just walk away anonymous, and there's also an employer mode as well if you're an employer and you're wondering if the uh, ever came down to the time where you need to let somebody go on to pay them the proper fair severance, that is the way to go, uh, severancepaycalculator.com. We'll take our first break. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk toll-free for that number. Lots more employment hour on the way on Global News Radio. It is 724, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour, back here on Wednesdays as well with Lior, the weekend shows, and Employment Hour in 30, our TV show on Global TV and CTV as well, happens on the weekend mornings. You want to go to employmenthourtv.ca to look for more details on that. Phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That is a toll-free number to talk to Dave and get some uh, some questions answered tonight for sure. Got uh, Scott online. Hey, Scott, good evening. Hey, hi guys. Hey, Good got question. Brother. I um, started a company about six years ago. Uh, my initial package included a car allowance. Uh, car allowance was cut off about two years into my term, and then basically my employment was just you know severed about uh, two weeks ago. And I wanted my rights to go back on my car allowance and uh, receive twenty-one weeks in severance. That um, acceptable or is it worth pursuing? So you were uh, you were just let go. They provide you with 21 weeks, which is basically what, five, just under five months. Um, and you've been there for six years. Yeah, I did say that in my um, original contract. Though when I look back on it, that they pay a seventh of you know three weeks per year. Oh, okay. This is actually a formula. Um, how old are you, Scott? Uh, 52. 52. What was your uh, role? Uh, middle manager. Okay. 100k. Yeah. Okay. So 21 weeks. Um, you know, it's not bad. Um, uh, you know, it's definitely definitely higher than the ESA, Employment Standards Act. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's better than, you know, a lot of separate packages I see. But with that said, um, with six years of service, 52, um, middle management, you'd, I would say you'd probably get around eight months um, yeah. in court. Um, you know, at, at worst, I think it'd be six. Um, and it could be, you know, it's probably in that range. Um so, you know, it, you have a non-compete as well, um, but I think it's a one-year term. Wow, so it's, they're asking you to do it. Now, did you sign it in the original contract, or are they trying to have you sign it now? Uh, no, they haven't had me sign anything now. It would have been in my original contract, but okay. whether I signed it or not. So if, if, if that, if you know, I'd have to look at the wording, but if that's, you know, actually going to prevent you from being able to find a new job, that could definitely increase your severance package up to 12 months, if that's the duration of it. Okay. Um, so if there's a non-compete, um, you know, six years of service, 52 middle management, um, you know, I, I would say that 21 weeks is probably not good enough. Now, I know you said there's a clause in the in the contract that provides a formula. A lot of the time those aren't enforceable, but we, I'd have to review that um, to do it uh, and just to determine whether it's, uh, you know, whether it makes sense, whether it's fair and whether it's enforceable. Um, so, and then the other issue is car allowance. So, 
if they cut that off um, a couple years ago, you would not get that as part of the severance package. No, eh? Um, no. Um, but it, it should be all forms of compensation. So it should be your base salary, um, you know, if there's bonus, commissions, uh, benefits, RSP contributions, anything like that. It right. should be your full compensation for that severance period. So um, you, you have to make sure that's all in there. And uh, before you, you sign, uh, hopefully you didn't sign, um, give me a call tomorrow and we can, and you know, I'll, I'll take a look at the contract, severance package, and we can see um you know what we can do okay i definitely haven't signed anything so i'll uh, give you a show tomorrow and get it rolling great thanks scotty appreciate that that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. do so and uh, have it looked at for sure for you tonight as well lots of time four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five talk that is the toll-free number uh to talk to us tonight hey mike how are you pal hey how are you good sir what's going on well, basically, this was three years ago, and um, this went all the way to the, uh, I guess, the Ministry of Labor. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I'm, I work in, in a parallel industry to the construction industry, and that would be as a service technician, as a gas fitter. And uh, I do a lot of high-rise buildings, and I work at various different locations, and I'm dispatched when there's, uh, you know, troubleshooting and things like that. So basically, they told me that they weren't going to pay me any severance. They basically starved me out of my job. So I had 40 hours and 50 hours a week, and it went down to like 15, and it went crappier and crappier and crappier until basically they just starved me out of the job. Yeah. And so the but ministry, was- did the ministry tell you you didn't get anything, or the or the employer? The ministry later took up the file, and they said basically that they, I'm sorry, sir, but... Uh, you're in the construction industry, and we determined that you don't get any severance. Yeah, and uh, you know that's the that's accurate in the sense that you're not entitled to severance pay under the Employment Standards Act, and that's all that the ministry can enforce. Um, right. But they were, you know, that doesn't apply to your common law severance pay. Uh, and so, how long were you, did you work there? I worked there for about three and a half years. And were you an you considered an employee or were you a contractor? No, I'm an employee. Yeah. I, for and I basically uh, sir, they'd provide me with a van and okay. I provide them with the tools for my trade. How old are you, uh, Mike? Or, or were you at the time? I'm 50 and and I was about 45 then. Okay, uh, so we're look, we're talking five years ago even. Well, I don't know now because it's been quite a while. I yeah, late so mid much. to late 40s, right? Yeah, three and a half years of service. Um, you know, tech technical role. Uh, you know, you, the severance you should have been entitled to, despite the fact that your construction employee um, is probably in the four to six month range. Yeah, but um, how is a construction yeah. employee? Am I technically a construction employee when you're a service technician or a plumber that goes out and actually does service work? You likely are uh, pursuant to the ESA, the Employment Standards Act, and uh, the ministry would investigate that, and they have a lot of experience on that. And, uh, you know, that's that's not the issue when it, when it doesn't matter whether you're a construction employee or not. Um, at common law um, to get the severance pay. So um, you would have been in, you know, likely entitled in that four to six month range. Um, whereas when you went through the ministry to get the Employment Standards Act minimums, um, it would only have been you know, three weeks of severance pay right. or, ter- or termination pay. Happy. Right? I got well, zero. Pardon? Was that Mike? Zero. Yeah, you got zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and, and my, my point is it doesn't really matter whether you're you know, a construction employee or not. Um, because that was the only thing that was at dispute there was your ESA minimums, okay? okay. And so the point is that you, you need to 
to get your severance pay, your common law severance pay, um, you have to go, you can't go through the ministry. You actually have to try to negotiate that, um, you know, and, uh, and, and potentially, um, you know, commence litigation uh, if the company won't pay you a fair severance package. Well, is there a statute of limitation? Uh, for two years. Yep, yeah, two years. Two years. Okay. Unfortunately, so yeah. moving forward, if you if you're dealt with a situation, or you have to deal with a situation again, um, give us a call, and um, you know we can assist you with the common law severance pay, which uh, is going to be more uh, greater entitlement than your ESA um, minimum standards. Well, one good thing is when you have a trade, you can work anywhere because the equipment's the right. So you probably replaced the job relatively quickly, I assume. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. And when? Yeah. How long? How long after did you replace it? Oh, I don't know. You know a couple yeah. weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, okay. Um, but, so the good thing to know is that's called mitigating your damages. So assuming you're paid the same, you, you wouldn't have entitlements beyond that. Um, right. So uh, you, you likely didn't lose out that much. Well, I don't think so, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's worth looking at uh, in the future for sure. Yeah. Mike, anything else moving forward? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You had something else you wanted to talk about before we uh, took those calls, right? Well, that was a great uh, you know example of yeah. um, the confusion that I talked. Uh, we were speaking about on the you know the first um, you know scenario we were dealing with uh, that I was dealing with recently is um, there's this misconception out there that you know construction employees are not entitled to severance pay, and um, that's true. They're not entitled to ESA termination pay or ESA severance pay. Um, and you know the issue of whether someone's a construction employee or not mm-hmm. is always at issue there. You know that's the um, the primary question. But um, you know the, the at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because whether you're a construction employee or not, you're entitled to common law severance pay, which is going to be much greater in most cases than your ESA minimum entitlements. Right. Um, so um, luckily uh, or thankfully for for Mike, it sounds like he got a job very quickly. Um, but uh, you know, always uh, give us a call if you let go, and uh, you know you may think that oh, I'm not entitled to anything because I'm a construction worker, or you know I'm a contractor, or mm-hmm. um, you know they paid me my ESA minimum, so I'm not entitled to anything more. But uh, it can't hurt to uh, to talk to give us a call and talk to us and and see if we can uh, you know recover uh, you know your severance entitlements for you. And still lots of time to call in uh, here. You want to talk to Dave? Simple. That is 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five. talk That number, by the way, is toll-free till around uh, 10 to 8 tonight. We're talking about some of the more common questions you get, uh, you know, working day in, day out of the firm, solving problems, helping people out. Another one is they'll ask, you know, what do I do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance? We know about the calendar or the severance pay calculator, but how do we go about dealing with the employer? Right. So, uh, you know, it's a very... Uh common um, issue to have is that right. you know employees gonna they get let go um, you know they talk to people and uh, they, they check the calculator and you know everyone's telling them you know it's not enough uh, severance pay you need to negotiate that you need to get more but they're you know they're intimidated by the process right um, they've never been through it before it's a big company they're dealing with and um, you know these these are I understand where these concerns come from but they should not deter you from um, you know, trying to um, you know enforce your legal entitlements and collect those legal entitlements. Um, so the best, when, you know, when you are let go um, and you're not paid enough severance pay, um, you should uh, give us a call for sure before signing anything. And uh, you know, if, if the severance package isn't good enough and uh, you think it's going to take you a significant amount of time to find new work, um, we will assist you negotiate um, with the company 
um, and uh, you know get you uh, your, your fair severance package. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK, toll-free, email is help at employmenthour.com. Another thing people panic with, they get that severance offer, they've been let go, it's a stressful time, and right at the bottom of that says they have to accept by a certain date or else. Right? Yeah, what happens? I think every termination letter I've seen, every severance offer has had a, uh, a deadline on it, and that's, uh, you know, that's included for you know they they want to close things up and in a lot of cases they want to put some pressure on you so you know to say you know this is you know this is our offer it's better than your employment standards act minimums and if you don't accept it within you know a week it's off the table and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and just pay out the the minimum standards under the employment standards act and um you know I get a lot of a lot of uh you know people who are are worried about that deadline and you know it's only a relevant deadline if you want to accept the offer Right. And if the severance package isn't good enough, um, you really shouldn't worry about that deadline. And uh, because you know, assuming you're you're trying to negotiate and get get more, um, you know, you don't want to accept that deal. So um, you, you know, you don't have want to sign that and get that back to them um, just because of the deadline. Your legal entitlements, your common law legal entitlements, do not change just because of an arbitrary deadline set by your employer. And um, you have two years, like we mentioned with uh, with Mike and the line. You have two years. Correct. Not you take yeah. two years, but you have two years. You do, and uh, you know, I, you know, it's a lot to go through. Like we've we've spoken about mm-hmm. uh, to get let go, and uh, maybe you get the the letter on the Thursday, and you you don't even really wrap your head around it until Monday, you right? Bet. And yep. then um, you know, you 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 make a call, and uh, you know, you, you get advice, and um, it just happens very quickly. And uh, the worst thing you can do is let that deadline, that artificial deadline. Um, pressure you into accepting a you know, low severance package. Um, like I said, like we always say, um, your legal entitlements do not change just because, you know, on Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah. Um, if you're entitled to, you know, 18 months of severance pay, um, you know, that doesn't change just because of a deadline. So um, it's important not to let that bother you. Um, you know, and, and like you say, John, you have two years to do something about it. But mm-hmm. obviously, I always recommend move forward as quickly as possible. You bet. Um, you know, we can. Uh, you know, we can usually contact the company and uh, you know engage with them. Um, you know, very quickly, and uh, you know, it's usually resolved within several weeks um, when we do the when we negotiate a severance package. So yeah, you have up to two years to uh, to take care of that. And you said the, I mean, the only time you'd really move quickly and and, uh, and comply with any sort of deadline is if they're offering more than they should. Which I don't know if you've ever seen in your career that a company actually dishes more and gives you a bonus. Probably never going to happen. It's pretty rare, but uh, right. These and, and the, what these uh, you know these last two issues uh, you know make me you know also kind of bring up is that whole co- the idea that the, there's a bit of a power imbalance a lot of the time when you're dealing sure. with an employee and, and an employer. So a lot of the time I'll speak with people and they you know. They'll understand that they're owed more. Um, they, you know, they believe me. They, they've, you know, uh, they've done. They've used the calculator, so they know they're entitled to more. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're intimidated to um, challenge their employer. And you know, they'll. You know, I have a lot of people that will say, "Well, you know, it's a huge company. They have endless resources, um, and you know, they have all this money." You know, first of all, your legal entitlements will not change based on the size of the company at common law. So Good your, call. your common law severance entitlements do not change. Um, based on you know the size of the company, the amount of money they have, the you know where they're located, um, you know, the amount of power they have, um, your legal entitlements remain the same. And you know, in fact, I actually find dealing with the bigger companies a lot of the time is it's easier. Um, and I say well, that they have HR departments, right? They're more sophisticated, generally, right? Correct. They're more sophisticated. They understand 
the law, um, and maybe the original offer isn't you know isn't going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a lot of time that's intentional, and you know a lot of people do do sign them. So um, you know they'll they'll get good legal advice at some point, and uh, in in most cases um, they're actually a lot more easy. Uh, they're a lot easier to deal with and a lot easier to negotiate with. And uh, you know the big companies they when they let people go, it's usually a business decision. So it's nothing right. personal. So you if you engage. Um, you know, a lawyer and, and try to negotiate a severance package, if, uh, you know, a better severance package, they're not going to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something to, to take into consideration because I, I've spoken with some people, some people who have been at companies a long time, and they say, well, you know, I, I've really, you know, like, I, I've really appreciated my time there. I have a lot of respect for the organization. I don't really want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. I don't want to offend anyone. And that's not going to, you know, to try to... It's business. It's, it's business. business. They made a business yeah. decision let you go. And yep. you need to make a business decision to, you know, get some financial protection yep. to allow you to look for a new job and, uh, you know, take care of your financial commitments moving forward. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, 1-888-225-TALK. That number's toll-free. Have any questions about your employment here tonight, a severance offer, moving on to another job, you've been let go, maybe a friend of yours has, you want to ask on their behalf, that's no problem, you can do that. Here till around uh, 10 to 8 this evening, we're talking about the most common questions, Dave, you get across your desk. Another one is, my employer says I'm on a temporary layoff, what can I do? It's a great question, given what we were well. speaking about earlier uh, this hour. Um, so there's two situations in which a temporary layoff is permitted and, and does not constitute uh, a termination, a constructive dismissal or termination. The one is if it's an implied term of the employment relationship. So and an implied term will develop is if you've accepted layoffs throughout your tenure. And um, my uh, the situation we spoke about at the, at the outset, um, nine years in a row you've been laid off. There's no question that he they were allowed to lay him off for that period of time that they always laid him off for for the off season. Yep. Um, so that's an implied term, and you know there could be you know that that was a construction employee where uh, you know a seasonal work. So you know that's an obvious one, but um, you know I, I've had uh, situations where an employee's laid off. You know works at a factory, and you know once in a while he's laid off. And if you if you accept that layoff, that will be an implied term of your contract that they can do that moving forward. Um, now it has to be in accordance with the ESA, which is 13 weeks. Um, if no benefits are continued, so it can't be more than that. And if benefits right. are continued, 35 weeks. Um, so it has to be done in that sense. But um, that's the one way a temporary layoff is not a termination. Uh, and the second is um, if the employment contract that you signed or your employment agreement has a clause that says they can lay you off in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. Right. And you know I'm seeing more of those types of clauses recently. Um, in older contracts, you don't see that, but it is a bit more common to have that in there because companies have dealt with a situation where they've been challenged on that uh, and said, no, you can't lay them off because it's you know not in the contract. So yep. um, those are the two different ways that layoffs are allowed. If those factors are not present, uh, that is, you can consider yourself to be a constructively dismissed. You, It's essentially a termination and you should get right. severance pay. And, you know, you ask, what can you do about that? Uh, I think it's very important to challenge that layoff because if you don't, there's going to be an implied term once you accept multiple layoffs that they can do it moving forward. So You've set a precedent, right? You've set a precedent. You're allowing it. Mm-hmm. So challenge the layoff. Um, tell, you know, tell them that you can't do it. And, um, you know, you can get a severance package. Um, because you have been, it is a termination. Yep. Um, now, in some situations, um, I, I've spoken with people who want, they want their job back, but they don't want an implied term. So rather than 
go after the severance package, we've been able to actually get them back to work and make it clear oh, wow. to the employer that they're not allowed um, or they're not accepting temporary layoffs moving forward. So they've gotten their job back and protected themselves um, for the duration of the employment uh, relationship. Help at employmenthour.com is a way to reach out through email when the show is uh, is not on the air here. And I'll get to one quickly from Dwight. Uh, just wrote in and says, I was put on a performance improvement plan four months ago last week. My employer told me that I didn't improve and I was let go without severance. Is that right? What can I do? Yeah, that's a tough uh, tough one uh, to go through for Dwight. And uh, you know, performance uh, issues are very difficult to terminate for cause. So uh, we always talk about how cause is, you know, the it's very um, it's the most it's a death seri- penalty the employment relationship exactly really, right yeah it's the most it's reserved for the most serious type of misconduct yeah. know, fraud um, you know violence um, sexual harassment theft um, you know insubordination things like that performance is is you know it's very difficult it's performance issues are usually not um, you know intentional it's usually more uh, you know the person's just maybe not not good at the job or maybe there's you know, it's a tough sales environment, for instance. Um, so that's why courts are very hesitant to find cause when there's performance issues. Um, and, you know, performance improvement plan, it looks like the employer was, uh, you know, has had some training in terms of how to establish cause. Um, I would have to look at the performance improvement plan specifically, though, because a lot of them will just say you need to improve your sales or you need to improve this without providing ways to do that. Um, yep. And, um, you know, it, it's that's not going to establish cause. So, um, you know, I'd have to speak to Dwight in more, you know, more detail, but uh, it's going to be tough um, to, you know, establish cause uh, based on performance. And, uh, you know, it'll depend on, you know, whether whether previous warnings, how long has he worked there and uh, and whatnot, but, and the nature of the, the you know, the performance concerns. Some time left still, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free as we get down to the last few minutes here. You want to make a phone call, you want to squeak it in now is, uh, so we can get to it as, we, uh, as we're as we running out of time. Uh, common, another common question you get, I know all the time as we discuss these every week on the air, is uh, my employers reduced my pay or they made another significant change to the terms of the employment. What do I do now? Yeah, so these, uh, you know, reduction in pay or a demotion or a, uh, you know, change in duties and responsibilities, um, in many cases, a constructive dismissal. And what that means is even though the company hasn't expressly terminated your employment, they've, you know, they've changed the deal. They've made changes that are so significant that, um, you know, you you can treat that as having have been, you know, constructively terminated and, and, and get a severance package. And the danger in not challenging that um, is it, just like the layoffs, it can give them an implied term to make future changes um, to your pay, to your job title, uh, to your duties and responsibilities. So um, it's important if you are faced with these types of changes to address it head on, um, address it um, you know, quickly and not let it become an implied term. Um, whether it gets to the level of constructive dismissal will depend on the nature uh, of the you know of the change and you know the the significance um, of the change. I mean, if it's a it's a you know very small increase or decrease in pay, you know one percent, that will likely not be a constructive dismissal. But you know if it's twenty percent, it's pretty clear that's a constructive dismissal, and um, you know you, you need to uh, make sure that that's uh, you know not permitted and not doesn't become a term of employment. And I know with certain things, like maybe not reduction of pain, nobody really like that from the outset, but if it's something like, you know, a slight change or a significant change in your schedule, maybe going from nights to days, or they've increased your commute by 
30 minutes. You you can thinking that okay, maybe you know I'm 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 a, I'm a team guy, I'm a company guy or girl. Maybe I could take this out for a spin and have that in writing. I just want to try this for a couple of weeks and if I don't like it, I don't like it. You can do that, right? Yeah, you just have to make it clear that you're right. you know, you're aware of it, you're you're not necessarily agreeing to it, but you're willing to try it and uh you know, I see that a lot with uh with the change of schedule. Let's say it's changed from um, four to eight to five to not, or you know, did you change by an hour? Um, yeah. So there's you know four to eight schedule, um, and then it changed to five to nine. Well, that's that could really mess up the whole commute and the, gotcha. you know, taking the kids to school um, and things like that. So, but you're allowed to give it a shot and uh, and see how it goes. We got about a about a minute left here, Kelly. You want to get it in really quickly? Go ahead. What's your question? Oh, question I've got is I work for the same company in sales in uh, the water conditioning uh, industry. Six years, did quite well, um, made you know, pretty much a little over five figures uh, a year. I was selling my, uh, my house out in uh, Georgetown, moving out to the Woodstock area, so I called my employer and made all the arrangements ahead of time, and yeah. he said, sure, I'll make the transfer for you. So after I got the okay, I made all the transfers, moved out to the office out in Woodstock. Long story short, I was there for about a week, and I do quite well. I'm usually kind of like top one, top two, top three in Canada. Sure. And uh, about two weeks after I started... My boss met me, uh, wanted to meet me outside the office, pretty much told me that I wasn't working in the office area. Mm-hmm. I asked him what, what I had done. He wouldn't answer me. He just said, here, come on, we'll, we'll take you over to another office where the sales were about maybe 25% of what they, what they should actually be. Yep. Put, put me through the area. I asked him 20 different times in writing emails to transfer me to get me back, even get me back to my old job, back towards the, uh, the big city. And then uh, there's a new bill come out called 193 where you can't really do any door-to-door sales. And so when I... Uh, kind of asked him in regards to an email, what can we can't do? He basically said, what do you want to do? I said, you know, I'd love for you to transfer me back to Georgetown. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's I guess, a one-hour drive, but at the, the end of the day, it's still good money for me. It's worthwhile. Okay. He agreed to it on a Friday, made all the uh, transfers, made all the emails, made all the changes. And on Sunday, I got an email late at night saying, meet me in an office on Monday for some finalizations. I walked in, and he had my termination. Okay. Said, when did this happen, Kelly? Uh... About a month and a half ago. Okay. And did you sign the severance package? No. He didn't give me anything. Oh, wow. Okay. They said, they said that they could get rid of me for a cause because I was late for a meeting and my performances uh, were horrible in the last two months. No, that, okay. I mean, that, that doesn't, you know, that, that's me very difficult to uh, establish cause uh, there. So give me a call tomorrow, Kelly, and uh, I can talk to you about getting a severance package and uh, challenging that. We are out of time for tonight. Back in here Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock once again for the Employment Hour plus the weekend shows. Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on the weekend mornings as well. You want to get a hold of Dave Lior, member of the team. Simple, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com and always, always, always use severancepaycalculator.com as well.